Baseball Tonight, the podcast. This is the Baseball Tonight podcast for Tuesday, March 3rd, 2022. And today must be better than yesterday because yesterday was awful. Here was Rob Manfred on Tuesday in Florida. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I had hoped against hope that I would not have to have this particular press conference um, in which I am going to cancel some regular season games. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. I want to assure our fans that our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort by either party. That, of course, Rob Manfred, the baseball commissioner, the lead lawyer for the owners, Uh, announcing that there will be games canceled at the start of the scheduled season of 2022, which means we're not going to have a season of 162 games. Producing from his home studio today in the foothills of Connecticut is Taylor Schwenk. Sarah Abbott is joining us from Nebraska. Uh, I'm Buster Olney and working from my home in New York. Sarah, we'll start with you. Uh, What were you thinking yesterday when you saw this press conference? Uh, just it's so devastating for baseball fans everywhere. I mean, and especially given what's going on in the world, it's like we couldn't figure this out. And it's just, I mean, just frustrating. Taylor had all that momentum going. I was feeling like things were hot and heavy, ready to burst and nothing. What a letdown. Lame. Yeah. And a lot of suspicion among the players that the the owners took some strides forward so they could uh, back the, the players into a corner to say, look, they didn't follow up with what we talked about. We're going to be getting into all that with Tim Kirchner coming up. But as this played out, I was thinking about the immortal words of Billy Bean, of course, played by Brad Pitt in the movie Moneyball. That's what losing sounds like. Because this is clearly a loss for the sport. So in the podcast, the sound we typically use to update the labor situation. Yeah, the sound from the price is right. It feels like today, Taylor, that we need an upgrade. Do you agree? Yeah, let's uh, let's mix it up. You've uh, brought a variety of options to the table, so uh, please please present them for the folks at home. Okay, how about this from Pac-Man? Yeah, that feels a little bit light. Frogger? Super Mario Brothers? Again, that's all feeling light. Taylor, you got any submissions? Yeah, I'm a big uh, Crash Bandicoot guy, so this came to mind. It makes me think of uh, Rob Manfred, actually. Game over. <laughs> That's Rob the the evil, podium. Yeah, with the evil laugh, you know, Rob Manfred. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think any of those work. I, I really am going back to an old favorite. This is from Wedding Crashers. What? <laughs> <laughs> what a... Idiot. Oh, what a loser. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm going to get into it with Tim Kirkton. I don't understand the equation that's being played out on the owner's side that this makes any sense. Major League Baseball canceling the first two regular season series after the Player Association turned down their offer. They really didn't move that much at all from the discussions that were taking place on Monday, Rob Manfred was asked a great question by a reporter on Tuesday after this this announcement came about why real bargaining didn't begin until three months after the lockout started. Listen to his answer. 
Hey, Rob, understanding that deadlines create urgency, you locked out the players to jumpstart the negotiations. It feels like real bargaining went on just in the last 24 to 36 hours. I'm sure people are wondering why not over the last three, three months or even longer to get to a point where you're not necessarily canceling games because there's some momentum here. Yeah, I think the, the best answer to that question is the last 10 days. We've been here, ready to bargain, full committees, owners, players, for 10 days, and it got going two days before the deadline. I, you know, that's the best explanation I can give you. Yeah, that question was asked by Jesse Rogers. Taylor, I didn't hear an answer in that qu- in the uh, in the response from Rob. Did you? <laughs> it's almost like he's a master obfuscator, and uh, it's his job to deflect and uh, you know take bullets. And well done, Rob. You did a great job out there. You earned your paycheck. Ken Davidoff is leaving the New York Post. He's retiring from covering baseball. He had this exchange as he posed a question to Manfred. Ken's last day on the, on the job. He Thank you. The last question <laughs> You've been so kind. It's yes, sorry to yes. see you go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Really going to miss you. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> is mutual. Uh, yeah, like that right there. I don't get like Rob. Who cares what any writer writes about AMI? But that that's the exchange on a day when games are canceled. It doesn't make any sense to me. After Rob spoke, Andrew Miller, Max Scherzer, talked about how long players are willing to not play. Are there discussions about how long guys are prepared to We're prepared. Play? We're prepared. We've, we've, we've seen this coming in a sense. It's unfortunate, but uh, this, is, uh, this isn't new to us. This is not shocking. It's, again, unfortunate, but... Our, uh, our communication, our willingness to see each other's point of views and, and to find solutions and to fight for what's right is uh, nothing like I've seen before. I can tell you that. Right. And this has been uh, making in the years uh, of seeing things that have happened over the course, specifically the, of this last CBA, uh, things that have happened to different players that has out, made us outraged in, in certain situations that we absolutely have to have corrections and 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 that's why uh we feel necessary to be able to continue this fight here's union leader tony clark players want to play we, we all know that but the reason we're not playing is simple a lockout is the ultimate economic weapon let me repeat that a lockout is the ultimate economic weapon in a 10 billion dollar industry the owners have made a conscious decision to use this weapon against the greatest asset they have, the players. But the group won't be intimidated. I've seen more unity over the last few years than at any time in our recent history. All right, Taylor, what do you got? All right, Buster. Well, I talked about uh, Bald Man on Campus yesterday. I wanted to uh, highlight specifically the episode we recorded after we wrapped up here on Baseball Tonight. Um, it's Mike Krzyzewski's last home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium this Saturday. College game day is going to be there. And uh, my guy, Jay Bill, has had some great thoughts and insight on the winding down of his career, the actual specifics of the event. Every player only gets one ticket there, uh, even if your name is Grant Hill. So uh, very interesting listen. So check out Bald Man on Campus wherever you listen to your podcast. Swaggoo and Perk as well. You should check that out wherever you listen to your podcast and watch the show on YouTube. Great product they have over there on YouTube and watch NBA Today at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app. And you can also listen to the show as a podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, the clutch hits, the strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it. 
they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11 ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with Code Baseball. That's Code Baseball. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Seam heads rejoice. This is Timmy time. Baseball is the greatest game. With Tim Kirkshen. It never disappoints you. On Baseball Tonight. Tim Kirkshen covers baseball for ESPN. And Tim, I, I know you well enough. I've known you forever, you know, like 30 years now. And I think I can anticipate you're feeling pretty bummed out this morning. Yeah, Buster. Look, I'm not mad. I'm I'm sad. I'm sad about baseball. I'm, I'm worried about where the game is going from here. I mean, assignment of blame is important. I understand that. And it needs to be done. But at the same time, I'm sad for all those people who love the game, like you and like me, not to mention every fan, not to mention all those people who work for uh, clubs and uh, help, and they're not going to get paid. They're not going to have jobs. So there's no way I'm going to be complaining about this because I still have a job, but it's not the job I want because I want to go to spring training. I want to cover the game, and I'm not sure when we're going to get to do that again. And I'm going to dive into all of, you know, what took place uh, on Tuesday with you in a moment. Uh, But I'm going to try to lighten your spirits just a little bit. Okay, Uh, here was the sound that we typically used to update the labor situation. All right. That's from The Price is Right. And I felt like this morning as I was preparing for this that we need an upgrade. Okay, so I've got four entrants for uh, for you. You can help us determine which sound effect we should use to update the labor situation because the price is right doesn't sound exactly right. right How about this one from Pac-Man? Okay, we could do that one. We could possibly do this one from Frogger. We could do Super Mario Brothers. Any of those inspiring you, Tim, to uh, to in, to replace the prices, right? Um, first off, it would help if I had played a video game once in my life, but I, honest to God, have never played a video game in my life. Jeffrey, our son, used to play Super Mario, and I watched him, but I did not play along with him. Super Mario was way too upbeat. That can't go. And the price is right has got to go because clearly the price is wrong. So um, I would go for the second one, the Frogger one, because that final sound was a we're in big trouble sound. So you've never played Madden. You've never played a video game in your life. I've never played a video game in my life. 
What kind of ethic is that in life? Of wait, I mean, what, you need to learn how to waste your time, Tim. Come on. Buster, I told you, I'm a strange little man. I'm a strange old little man. And there are a lot of things in this world I haven't done. So maybe, sadly, I'll have time to learn how to play Madden because I don't have anything else to do coming up. I don't even want to laugh. It's not even funny. All right. Well, maybe uh, none of those sounds are the best sounds. I think we ought to go from this from a movie that you probably saw. What a idiot oh what a loser good you know what that's from right tim you've seen that movie i've seen a lot of movies i'm pretty good with movie lines um i can't say i'm bringing this one back what a failure i am i I am so worthless i don't know anything about anything i've told you this buster if it's not baseball or basketball i have no idea about anything what movie is that Unbelievable. Taylor, can you jump in here and, and yeah, share my interview? I got here again. Here, let me let me play another line from the movie, Tim, that I think you'll you will know. Yes! Crab cakes and football! That's what Maryland does! There you go, Tim. Can you pull it from that line? As a Maryland man? Oh my god, I can't I can't deal with this, Tim. You've broken my heart officially. Unbelievable, Tim. That's Will Ferrell, the original line, what an idiot, what a loser, from Will Ferrell in Wedding Crashers. Uh, well, I saw Wedding Crashers, uh, and I, la- I laughed at it. Uh, and look, I'm not a complete imbecile. I've seen a lot of movies, and I'm good at bringing back lines. I, I, I missed that one. And I never had a crab cake until I was 18 years old, and I grew up in Maryland. Look, I told you, I have not experienced life at all. I, I experienced Reds Pirates games. That's, what, that's the experience of my life. Everyone else has been to Australia. I went to Riverfront Stadium. I mean, this is, this is my curse in life. I don't have anything else, which is why I'm so sad right now. All right, you are officially more affected by this work stoppage than I am. If, if that's where you stand on this thing, let's uh, let's play that again. What an idiot! What a loser, Taylor. What an idiot! Oh, what a loser! Yeah. So, Tim, that that's kind of how I'm feeling about this. I find it astounding uh, that we're going to be in this place where somebody apparently has decided that the potential gains from the CBT levels. Or, you know, what the the pool would be to pay young players, uh, you know, when they're in their arbitration years or whatever can somehow offset the potential losses of losing games, the potential impact of fans not having baseball. Uh, You know, our old friend, uh, the late, great Kevin Towers referred to uh, some of the analysts as propeller heads. I'd love to hear the propeller heads try to justify that today knowing that they're going to be a generation of fans who are not going to watch baseball, Tim. Right, Buster, I've said all along, the reason I think this thing is going to get settled is that both sides are going to recognize the damage that's going to be done if it's not settled. And clearly, I was wrong. Clearly, they did not. They do not understand the damage of losing Fans. I mean, our best fans are going to come back because it's the best game ever, but it's the casual fans who will potentially never come back. Now, there are so many things you can spend your time 
on like Madden or your money on and you're, those people are going to be gone and they're not going to come back. Buster, this is not 1995 when Cal Ripken chased Lou Gehrig and then whether it was, you know, phony or not, we had one of the great home run chases ever, but it took five years to come back from 94, 95. And that's when baseball was in a much better place on the field than it is right now. So it's going to take longer than five years if this lockout lasts, you know, more than a month or so, and we lose games after May the 1st or so, I'm just really worried. Does anyone in baseball truly understand the damage that has already happened and will continue to get worse? Yeah, the phrase that I've settled on is dumb, smart people. Uh, And I'm glad you raised 1995. I was thinking back uh, to what I remember about that season, it, the I was covering the Orioles for the Baltimore Sun, uh, and they opened that uh, shortened season in 1995 in Kansas City. And opening day, you had Kevin Apier against Mike Messina. And the next day, and the next day after that, and a lot of days after that, when I go to the ballpark, a lot of empty seats. And in the end, that work stoppage, 94-95, killed baseball in Montreal. It took 20 years for the Toronto franchise to recover. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I think that for franchises like Cleveland, Milwaukee, Detroit, this could be utterly devastating to have a a segment of fans basically throw their hands up and say, the hell with these guys. Right. And sadly, that's what's going to happen in certain places. Again, it's and it's also that the game on the field, Buster, I'm sorry, is not as good as it was in 1995. And the players are bigger, stronger, faster and better. It's a paradox if you're that much better as players. And I've never seen this many talented, young athletic players in my life In the big leagues at the same time, the game should be better and the game isn't better. And this is where I blame the industry. I blame the sport for not recognizing that the game isn't as interesting as it used to be. And therefore, then you throw in a lockout and it's going to take a lot longer to bring the casual fan back if they come back at all. Now, you may not, as we've established, play video games. You may not watch a lot of movies and remember lines like I have. In fact, I've probably seen Wedding Crashers like 30 times flying across the country, uh, you know, working on Sunday Night Baseball. But I know you've read John Helyar's great book, Lords of the Realm. Yes? Yes, I've read it twice, but I need to read it again today because I need a refresher course in where we are. Yeah. And I think one of the major lessons out of that, when you think back to all the labor stoppages uh, that we had, uh, you know, 1972, 1970, uh, or in the mid-70s, 1981, uh, the collusion cases, two of them against the owners, 1994, 95. I want to see if you agree with me on this. In every case, when you look at what the fight was over and you look where they landed and you look at where the, that uh, where they lost, in every case, it was short-sighted. It was penny-wise and pound-foolish. Agree? Yeah, I agreed. And I think, Buster, this is part of the problem we have now is that there were so many issues to be solved in this one. You know, in 1990, it was really just about arbitration and they they figured that out in 81. It was obviously about free agency and fewer items. And, you know, 94, 95 was revenue sharing and other things, but not 
10 things that that were needed to be figured out in this one. And that's why they better get back in a room tomorrow and get this thing going again. Otherwise, we're going to lose way more than the first two series of the season. Yeah. And I don't want to get too deeply into the weeds and some of these numbers and the competitive balance tax and the, the luxury tax revenue, uh, you know, penalties and that sort of thing. But I'd say this, you know, the owners clearly, you know, this in 2021 season, the CBT level was 210 million. The owners proposed it inching up to 220 million for each of the next three seasons. And, and I'm thinking to myself, really, if you had Tim, if if they had met the players halfway, let's say that number was 235. Let's say it was 238. How many teams would actually be affected by that? Like what would be the actual impact measured against the potential losses? It's a rhetorical question, but I don't get it. Can you explain it to me? No, Buster, just look at how many teams have gone over the luxury tax in the last three or four years. It's a very, very low number. And then if you raise it to 238, who's going to go over that? One team, the Dodgers, maybe one more. I mean, again, that, that was the big fight was the CBT. And the CBT is going to cost, I think, at least April baseball, at least. And I'm praying, I'm praying we, we start on May the 1st now. I mean, and it's it's March the 2nd. And I'm already hoping two months from now we're playing, two months from now. At the outset of this, we were talking about non-competitive behavior being at the root of the conversation between the two sides. For example, service time manipulation, uh, tanking. Uh, and when you look at the proposals that were on the table, and Rob Manfred made reference to them yesterday, um, the, the service time manipulation, what they offered the players was, well, you know what? If you finish first or second in the rookie of the year, you get full service time. I, I, I like That doesn't address the problem. You're not going to compel a team after that. You're not going to be able to compel a team to not promote a top prospect based on some after the fact, uh, you know, voting by writers, that's ridiculous. And when you look at the proposal, there's nothing that compels teams like Taylor's Orioles to spend right now. And I feel like, Tim, that the, the owner should be, for the sake of their own product, should be saying, you know what? Uh, service time manipulation stinks for the sport. Tanking stinks for the sport. Yes, let's get together with the union and solve this. And yet there's nothing in their proposal that does either one of these things. It really, uh, I think, undercuts their own product. Yeah. And again, we've been uncutting, uh, undercutting our own product for years. And that's one of the big problems. And Buster, as writers, you know, every year I've been for 40 years, I've voted on postseason awards. I mean, yeah. And it's. It's really hard to do. Now you're putting the writers in another difficult position that you are, you know, the money a player makes might determine on the vote that you give them for rookie of the year. We should not be involved in this. We should not, players should not have a financial stake in this and we're partly responsible for that stake. This just another thing that just makes you shake your head that who really came up with this? Uh, As I have said all week in the last 10 days, I really think the owners are responsible for where we are today and what's happened the last 10 days. Uh, I do think that the union made serious mistakes by choosing a path of non-engagement. I think that has fueled the frustration of the owners. And Tim, I've been worried about this, and I've talked to you about this in the past, that we would get to a point where the owners would throw up their hands and say, you know what, 
we're, we're just going to sit on our huge pile of wealth and we're going to try to wear down the other side. I think right now the strategy, unless you see a, a surrender by the players, I think the owners are effectively trying to break the union. Do you agree with me or you think I'm overstating it? Uh, overstating it, but just by a little bit. Look, the owners, from what I can tell, have said, look, we, we don't need to play 162 games. If we play 140, we get all of our broadcast money. So what we're going to do is we're going to push this the players into the point where maybe they're going to break and, and we can get what we want. And then if we if they're not going to break, and clearly they're not going to break, at least not now, um, they can, all right, we'll just reset and start on May the 1st and give them what they want. And then we'll get all of our, our money and we'll, we'll just miss a month of baseball in cold weather. We can afford to miss a, a paycheck. Owners can, but some players, some players can't. So I think that's where the owners feel like, you know, we crushed them in 2016. We we're going to crush them again. We got them on the run this time. The players, showed a little more resolve than I think the owners thought they would. Yeah. Um, but you did lead uh, perfectly into my next question. You know, I was on with Michael K show yesterday, the day after Jeff Passan was on uh, and he related, I didn't hear Jeff say this directly. I think I saw a tweet from him or, or, or some reference to this, you know, Jeff feels like the players might sit out a whole year. And Michael asked me if I thought that was the case, the players as a group would be willing to sacrifice the 2022 season over this fight. And my answer was, I don't know. Because I know this, um, you know, I have certainly heard countering voices throughout this discussion where there are, you know, middle class players or players who haven't made big money who feel like, man, there are, are things that we can explore in these conversations. And that coalition may not be uh, quite as strong as it feel as it felt yesterday. What do you think? Well, I spoke to a former player, a very smart former player. And he told me the only way the players are going to get exactly what they want is to sit out the entire year. Now, this former player said, I would never sit out an entire year. I would never advise them to. But he said, in my mind, that's the only way they're going to get this done. But now we're going to test the resolve of those players who have shown it to this point, but they've never been through a lockout a work stoppage before other than COVID. And how are they gonna how are they gonna deal with that? That's I think what the next month is really going to tell us. Yeah, maybe the next month, maybe the whole year, if Jeff is right. Uh we'll we'll see. And it stinks, and you and I will be sitting around and you might uh if you need advice, by the way, uh you need advice on Madden, uh, I will hook you up with my 17-year-old son, maybe to to counter some what Jeffrey tells you. I've also never watched a movie on an airplane on my on my computer. I mean, you've watched Wedding Crashers 30 times. I've never on a on a coast to coast trip figured out how to get a movie on my computer, put the earphones in my ear and watch a movie. Everyone else on the plane is doing it except for me. So, again, Buster, it's time for me to learn a few things about the world that clearly I do not know now. And we are going to have way too much time. Tim, thanks for doing this. Okay, Buster. See you soon. Hopefully see you soon. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call 
click Granger.com or just stop by. Dogs are an important part of our lives and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you gotta check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one and done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurological disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting preventive. Bleacher Tweets. Alrighty, Buster. Bleacher Tweets for a Wednesday. First up, we have Shane Saunders at ShaneS1988. Shane writes in, with the first two series of the regular season now officially canceled, do you fear for further cancellations? And would it actually benefit the competitiveness of the league with a shortened season, making every win or loss really count? Obviously, nobody wants this, but I'm desperately trying to form some sort of positivity out of the whole mess i mean tim doesn't expect games until until may i mean that's that's nuts yeah i i think it's going to be longer than that um Ooh. i'm there's no doubt a shorter season means greater urgency but i'm not even at the point where i necessarily believe they're going to play this year our guy reggie deal at baseball yoda wx writes in I'm white hot angry with Manfred tonight. I won't go to a damn Major League Baseball game unless his useless, dishonest self is forced out of Major League Baseball. Mark it down. He's a bleeping joke. My last name is Deal, and I do a better job of getting a deal than Mr. Hunk of Metal. Reggie, off the top rope there. Man, uh, and he reflecting there were a lot of the, the sort of rage that I saw on social media yesterday. We have the other end of the spectrum here with Dan at Mr. Fancy 36. Dan writes in fans want to see great players who come to town once a year. If that will be hurt the most by Major League Baseball canceling games. Sad the Dodgers twin series is probably out of reach now. Poor Dan. He keeps tweeting us about how he wants to see his Dodgers in Minnesota. So rage and sadness uh, throughout uh, baseball fans today. All right. The uh, certainly the 2022 season is going to be delayed, but we're going to keep working on the podcast uh, before we got started, Taylor and I were talking about, uh, you know, different things that we're going to be doing. We'll have at least one next week, maybe two next week. We'll be talking about it as we move forward. Um, so hang in there. You know, hopefully cooler heads will uh, prevail and somebody will actually take a look at the numbers and look at the logic and say, this makes absolutely no sense. That's it for today. My thanks to Tim, Sarah and Taylor. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, hate and inequality based on skin color is something we need to fight against every single day. Thanks for listening to the Baseball Tonight podcast. If you're playing fantasy baseball, check out the Fantasy Focus podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. The Baseball Tonight podcast. Game over. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? 
Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Requires Gemini device and additional paid subscriptions to watch Netflix and other third-party apps. Terms and restrictions apply.